got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. What's going on? Jeb here. And in today's video, guys, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to be going over a ton of different technicals over on Bitcoin. As you guys know, there's a pretty big rally going on on Bitcoin. In fact, over just the last hour and a half, we've rallied roughly 4%. We're going to be talking about whether or not Bitcoin has just found its bottom. And we're also going to be talking about one of the biggest, most valuable buy signals that we have ever seen in the history of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. We're going to get to that a little bit later. You're not going to want to miss that segment. And we're also going to be talking about the chairman of the Securities and Exchange Commission here in the United States, who is none other than Gary Gensler, saying that the vast majority of cryptocurrency very well may be securities. We're going to be diving into all of that and more in today's video. Is the SEC coming for your crypto and is Bitcoin headed to the moon? We're going to discuss all of that. If you do enjoy today's stream, make sure to smash that like button and also make sure to follow us on our socials over at Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us at CryptoJeb over there and at CryptoJeb Official on TikTok. But I am joined as always always by my co-host kind of crypto tim how you doing tim i'm doing good man great morning so far also you know as far as what jeb was saying we were talking about beforehand there was even something i came in late there's multiple reasons why i think bitcoin is going up and we're gonna Mm -hmm. discuss that in today's stream it's not just like there's more than one so oh yeah overall there's like 20 great day for bitcoin no there's like 50 reasons why bitcoin's about to go up we're gonna go over like 10 of them today believe me guys there's a lot more that we could be covering but we only got so much time but it is going to be a good stream make sure to smash that like button we already got a super chat i'll read that in a second but we are joined as always by our mute producer Smay, how you doing, Smay? We're still working on getting him a microphone, by the way. I really, at this point, it's just a funny joke that Smay doesn't have a microphone. It's really sad, too, because his microphone that he was using is more expensive than both me and Tim's microphone combined, and it's the one that broke. Sure, SM7Bs, if you work in audio, you already know these things are amazing. This microphone, fun fact, was the microphone that Michael Jackson recorded Thriller on. It's been top of the industry for the last 40 years, but that is off topic. Let's go ahead and read the Super Chat even before we dive on in. Roger Adcock donated 20 bucks, said, make sure to smash that like button. I like the sound of that. For more awesome daily content, word of the day is Cody. That is a cryptocurrency project that I am not terribly familiar with, but you guys are more than welcome to go and do some research on that on your own. But I want to kick off the stream here. Did you have something to say, Tim? No, we're good. Good, good. Okay. Uh, We are going to kick off the stream here with a little bit of Bitcoin TA. As you guys know, Bitcoin is in a short-term rally. We've been moving to the upside over the last couple of hours. And in fact, we bottomed out just recently, uh, literally at 445 this morning, so five hours ago, at $37,500. In just those four and a half hours, we have rallied 5%, $1,700, up to where we trade right now at 39. We have a lot to cover on today's Bitcoin technical analysis. Analysis. This is just one of them. But for anyone who is looking for a buy on Bitcoin, now might be your time. We're going to dive into all of that and more. So let's start out here on the daily chart. There are quite a few things that we need to go over. And the first ones I want to give you are the bad news. I want to go over the bad news first because the good news is going to absolutely trump it. So let's start with the bad news. The bad news is, guys, that there is a death cross that is still in effect on Bitcoin. Notice we hit this death cross right about three or four days before the bottom. So we basically hit the death cross at the bottom. If you remember when we were talking about this death cross because it was big in the news three or four weeks ago, we said on this channel multiple times the death cross normally shows up at the bottom. It's normally such a lagging indicator that it doesn't predict the downtrend. It predicts the downtrends over. That's what we're seeing. So we are still seeing the death cross. The good news out of this is that we do see the 50 starting to move to the upside. And a lot of people are predicting in the next couple of months, we could see a golden cross showing up on Bitcoin. So that's the good side of that. The other bad news is this. There is a bearish MACD happening. And in fact, this is a great example of why MACD is so important and why we talk about it so much here on the channel and in the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy, which you should check out linked down below. Greg, who is our head of sales and curriculum development at the moment, was making fun of me yesterday we went on a little trip to get some food and he was making fun of me saying like oh jeb uh make sure to check the macd guys and he was he was he was roasting me he got me pretty good but the macd is powerful and you can see why here when we saw the histogram switch color back between the 30th and the 31st of july that was the exact high of bitcoin and it did indicate that we were going to move to the downside that's what we said was going to happen that's what came to pass you the, only, say there? the only good news is about macd so you are looking obviously at the daily chart mm-hmm. if you go over the four hourly chart we are resuming and going yep. back 
which we haven't crossed Absolutely. boys yet, which, but we're heading back in that direction. Yep. But again, we're going to get into all that mm-hmm. here in a little bit. That's why I was saying that there's a lot of good news. Yes. I'm starting with the bad news to get it out of the way because the good news is very good, guys. It is going to be very, very, very good. But I do want to make sure that we're giving a fair and balanced perspective. That's one of the reasons you guys tune in to this show is because we give you both sides. Mm-hmm. We try very hard not to be overly biased in one direction or the other, and we hold integrity and humility as core values here, and we take that very seriously. So that's why I'm starting with this. The other thing that we want to look at here is that the nine flash on TD sequential did happen. We had the correction, but I would argue that we were in need of this correction. I would argue this correction was very, very important. And to be honest with you, I only have one more thing bad to say about the cryptocurrency market right now, and that is we've actually seen the uh, search volume on Google Trends go down slightly over the last seven days. We've seen a slight drop-off as Bitcoin has been going through this much-needed correction. The uh, search volume on Bitcoin has gone down just a little bit. So it seems that the interest in the crypto space might have tapered off just a tad. But honestly, guys, that's really the extent of the bearish news right now. We're going to dive into this bullish news, but before we do, if you're enjoying today's show, make sure to smash that like button. And I also want to go ahead and reach out here for just a second, and then we're going to jump back on in to it. Uh, Tim, we a couple of super chats. Can you read those real quick? Well, before we even get to the super chats, I just want people to know. Uh, this, he might, you know, I say this, Smay's going to fake like he is like being kidnapped again. Oh, but gosh. People are saying, free the Turtle King. The Turtle uh, King? <laughs> free Smay. Someone said, I prefer the Burger King. Uh, no, it, Smay is not being punished. I know this is the conspiracy theory I think that we're covering up. A lot of people think that Smay has done something, that he is being punished. Hmm. It would be funnier if that was the truth. The, the real sad news is it really is just a broken His mic. His mic just broke. It, I wish. Just, but of course, I'm sure Smay is over here. Yeah, Smay is nodding or, or shaking his head. He will never tell he's you He's a liar. Truth, but that's okay. He's a liar. Uh, you know, believe what you want to believe. Believe what point, you want to believe. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> blank blank <laughs> if Smay, someone said blank if you're being held captive, Smay. Oh my gosh. Oh my yeah, there gosh. we go. Oh gosh. All right, we got a donation from Josh Py- uh, Pilon. Pilon, I'm Pilon. not sure. Yeah. Uh, donated five dollars. Said, "What are your thoughts on Hex slash Pulse Chain?" I'm not very familiar with either one of them, so it's hard for me to give you a good opinion on that, unfortunately. But I appreciate the donation. Thank you very much for supporting the channel. Uh, Turtle King, what is the Turtle TA saying right now? <laughs> what? The turtles don't I, know? I, I thought the turtles were supposed to know. <laughs> I swear, Smay. What'd he say? Because we don't have control over Smay. We try to engage Smay, <laughs> and literally, Smay is like a turtle. You can't control He's a like turtle. He's like a Tasmanian devil. The, the turtle more you does try, whatever the, more you the turtle hurt. wants to do. The turtle ain't got no boss. The turtle don't care. Yeah. The turtle's in charge. Turtle's oh actually gosh. in charge of this whole stream right now. He's got control of all the cameras and everything, so we are actually the ones being held captive by him because he's producing the show. He could very easily flash something on screen that would be very, very bad. Don't give him ideas. I, I'm you sorry. You just did. You I didn't just mean gave to. him ideas. I didn't mean to. Oh I'm sorry. Gosh. Anyway, guys, now we're going to go ahead and jump on to the bullish news. We got some good news coming in for Bitcoin here. We got a lot of great news, actually. So let's jump onto the chart. We, right now, are seeing Bitcoin do something very, very important. It's been staring you in the face the entire time I've been doing analysis here. This moving average right here is what is known as the 20 daily exponential moving average. You don't need to know what all that means. If you don't know right now, we can talk about it more in the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. I teach about this indicator at length in CT2A. The link is in the description box down below. Drop a one in chat if you're a CT2A alumni and you're loving it. That is the academy where I teach you guys everything I know about technical analysis and save you the thousands of hours that it took me to learn TA. In that academy, I go over the 20 daily exponential moving average and here's basically what it does it tells us when we are in an uptrend or when we are in a downtrend and it's a very good sign whenever you rally far above the 20 dema that's this line right here and then you pull back to it and you test it as support and you bounce well guess what that's exactly what we're seeing happen right now with this rally that we've seen in the last five day uh, five hours it looks like bitcoin is bottoming out right here and by the way depending on how bitcoin closes this daily chart candlestick we very well may see a bullish engulfing candlestick right here like we saw back during this bottom around the uh, july the 20th to july the 21st that would be a very good sign and it would be another indicator uh, another indicator that we're moving to the upside i've been saying 
that I personally believe that Bitcoin was going to pull back to between 36500 and 38500 It pulled back right in the middle of that. I called that on Monday, and it is now bottoming out. I think the bottom very well may be in, and there's many reasons why I believe that. But a couple other things I want to point out here are that the RSI has pulled all the way back down to 56. The RSI is in such good, prime, healthy territory, it's not even funny. During bull markets, a lot of times what you'll see happen is that the RSI, when it is correcting, will pull back down to maybe like, you know, 65, 70, and then the rally continues. It means that the market did not correct and stop for gas and get take that pit stop like it needed to. It didn't correct as much as it uh, really needed to to go ahead and reset. Now, I would say that RSI has done that. It's pulled back into healthy territory. But there's several other things that I want to bring to your attention. One of the first ones is that VPVR is showing a very clear bottom right around where we are. And this is one of the things I want to point out that might happen that is not a bad thing if it does. We right now have incredibly strong support right around this zone. So this right here, this red line, this is what is known as the VPVR maximum. There's different names for it, but that's what I call it. It's the VPVR maximum. It's the area where you've seen the most trading at that price level. So we've seen a lot more trading in this time, the most trading in this time that we can see on our chart at $33,700 than we saw, for example, right here at $42,000. Notice in the $42,000 region, we don't have much trading, but in this region, we have quite a bit of trading. That's what VPVR is showing. We actually have a video coming out in a couple of days on VPVR in CT2A, so make sure to check that out. So I'm going to go ahead and draw a flat level of support right here, and I'm going to get rid of the VPVR. Building out our support, there's a few more things I want to show you. Number one, if we bring up our moving averages here, the 50 daily simple moving average is sitting right around $35,000. So I'm going to put a level of support right there. Also, if we go down to the four hourly chart and I bust out the Fibonacci retracement levels, then you will see that the golden pocket for Bitcoin is sitting right in the middle of that. It's sitting right here at $34,300. So what we see here are three different levels of support that are constituted by three different indicators that give us such a solid foundation for this rally. It's not even funny. If Bitcoin does need to correct farther, which I personally think it's over, I think this correction might be coming to a conclusion. I expect an hourly chart uptrend over the next couple of days. But if Bitcoin does need to correct, we have such strong support in the mid 30 region between $33,800 and $34,800. It is not even funny, guys. If we need to go down there, we are solid. That means we have a rock solid foundation for this rally. And if we have to go down there, great. That's okay. What we'll be doing is we'll just be resetting and building more momentum moving into the future. But that's just the technicals, guys. There's actually quite a bit of on-chain stuff I want to bring to your attention. But before I do, I do want to mention uh, Lux Algo because you guys love Lux Algo. Whenever I bring it up, you guys are always raving about it. If you guys want to get Lux Algo, you should. The link's in the description box down below. But looking on the daily chart, the daily chart is obviously still very bullish. We've seen a strong buy signal back on the 26th of July. And despite this correction, we are still in buy territory. We're still seeing that Lux Algo is calling for upwards momentum. And on the four-hourly chart, check this out. We just saw a buy signal coming from from Lux Algo. Guys, if you want to sign up for Lux Algo, the link's in the description box down below. We've had hundreds of people sign up for it. They are loving every minute of it. I use it on all of my technical analysis. I never neglect to check it because I'm always going to be getting good signals from it. You can sign up with the link in the description box down below. Use coupon code JEB, J-E-B-B, for 20 bucks uh, for 20% off at checkout, and you'll be glad you did. I can guarantee that, guys. Anyone that has anything to say about Lux Algo, good, bad, negative, be honest, let us know in chat. Tim, what are you laughing that, at? That, the pitch you just gave sounded like... Oh, what's the suit? Men's warehouse. Men's like, warehouse. You're gonna like the way you look. You're gonna like the way you look. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. it. Yeah. Mm. That's. I've done business with Men's Same Warehouse. Thing. They do good products, yeah. just like us. So I guess yeah. that's good. That's that we have I a got, similarity. I got my uh, suit for my wedding. That's where I got my suit so. for um, something that wasn't as happy. Yeah. But I got a suit from there. You guys know the suit that I've worn, the gray one. I bought that from Men's yeah. Warehouse. Shout out to They're them. Solid. So guys, that's all the technicals I have for you today. But we actually have several more on-chain and fundamental metrics that we want to go over. Before we jump into that, if you're liking today's show make sure to smash that like button. Let's see if we can't get to 750 likes here in the next 10 minutes or so and go to like 1,200 by the end of the stream. We got 2,000 people watching live, so I'm pretty sure we can do that. Smay, what in God's name are you showing on screen? Show yes, you I'm, did. I'm, we're going to see here in like Yeah, we're going to see here in like 20 seconds. We got a delay. I'm pretty sure it was the meme from... Did you got... Did this, does the channel understand the the nut meme? Because I didn't get it until yesterday. Well, yeah, I think they uh, those who were watching at least that day, the day that uh, it was just me and Smay. They're making we, fun of my nuts. We noticed that. Well, what else is down there, Jeb? <laughs> 
so we got a bag, a, a box of mixed nuts. I got peanut butter. Some peanut butter. What else is down there? Uh, honey nut honey Cheerios. Honey nut Cheerios. <laughs> is there anything else? I feel like there's one other thing. Um, there's, I thought you had some granola bars with like. There's Chex Mix and bananas. Okay, that's. that's I got a, like a whole warehouse down here. No, guys. the day that the day that Smay sat in your chair, literally there was like five things, and they all had the word nut in them. It's so, so that I we can thought sit that here the and nutritionist eat. gave you like a nut diet. Well, uh, I did eat oatmeal with like a billion different kinds of yeah, nuts this morning. I, yeah. yeah. I, I, I. What can I say? I like nuts. I'm gonna regret that one. Yeah, guys, I, let's go ahead and read some super chats. <laughs> yes. All right, we got one from Me Universe. Okay. Uh, happy, I think Zach wrote something else. I don't know exactly what's happening there. But it says, Happy birthday to Crypto Vet. Happy birthday, Crypto yes. Vet. Yes. Okay. Go. Is Crypto Vet in the chat? I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen him. Yeah, Crypto Vet and I were on ATV are, last week. Yeah, if you were in chat, Crypto Vet, happy birthday. Even happy, if you're not, I mean, even if you're not in chat. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to Smay also. It's Smay's birthday. Smay, are you turning like 80 today? Someone said it. Okay. Uh,. <laughs> Eric Leon said, any advice to someone who, rel- who is relatively new to f- for trading crypto daily? I've gotten wrecked in the past two weeks and dropped from 9 to 6 ETH. Hashtag yeah. free smay. Yeah, number one, have patience. Number two, invest yes. in yourself. Those are the two things I can tell you. I actually said that uh, when I won around the blockchain yesterday, and that's the closing message I gave. Bet on something and stick with it and stay in it for a long time and bet on something for the long-term future. And also, make sure that you are investing in yourself. The best investment you will ever make is an investment in your yourself, in your mind, in your expertise, in your experience. And the reason that patience is so important is because investing in yourself takes time. And if you're not willing to make that time investment, you're not going to go anywhere. There are a lot of people that invest in 10 different careers and they go five miles in each one of those careers instead of going 50 miles in one career. And they would have done a lot better if they had picked something and stuck with it. I've been working in cryptocurrency for over four years now. I am so fresh to so many things. I am learning things every single day. There's so much that I don't know in crypto. I make I come on this channel, I make this content every day, and you guys think I know everything. I don't know everything. I am 20 years old. What the hell do I know? But what I do know is this. The more questions I ask and the more answers I find and the more guidance I get and the more people I learn from and get mentored by, the better off I will be. If you do that, you're going to be very well. You're going to be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Got one more, I think. Let's go ahead and read that one. One more from Rick Havana said, great job as usual. Thank you very much, Rick. Absolutely. We actually got another one. Uh, Stephen Blalock said, our Turtle King's voice will not be silenced. Rise, Turtle Army. Rise and free our king. That is a rallying cry right there. Smay, what do you say to that? Are you willing to be king? Okay, so he's not a George Washington. He's a, he's a King George is what he is. That's okay, guys. We got some more stuff that we want to jump into. Let's go ahead and look at my screen because a lot of people have been talking about the Fear and Greed Index, and there's a good reason why people are talking about the Fear and Greed Index. It is still in fearful territory, but the Fear and Greed Index is uptrending, and we've seen a lot more people getting excited about the market, and it's showing up on this indicator. If you don't know what the Fear and Greed Index is, it's put together by this website. Uh, alternative.me. You can find it just by typing in Fear and Greed Index into Google. And it basically shows uh, Fear and Greed Index Bitcoin into Google. And it basically shows uh, through a ton of different data collection that they do. They talk about it down here. They do uh, volatility, market momentum, social media, surveys, dominance, trends. They gather a ton of information and put this together for us. Um, Basically, what this is showing is how many people are very fearful about crypto and how many people are very excited about crypto. If you're very excited about crypto, you you get greedy. If you're very scared about crypto, you get fearful. So basically, this is a way of measuring sentiment. We've talked about this before. Sentiment analysis is a very important thing. I kind of wrap it all into one big, nice, neat bow, which I call mass psychology. We actually have an entire video on mass psychology in the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. Drop a one in chat if you've read that, if you've watched that video and it's been helpful for you. Market sentiment is so important because the way I define technical analysis is it's the art, not the science, of reading past trends, charts, and indicators to get an idea of what people are thinking so that we can figure out how they're going to trade, move the market, so that we can predict the future. That's how I define technical analysis. The critical part there is you got to know how to read charts and indicators, and you got to know how to do that kind of analysis, but you also need to know what other people are thinking because the whole point of technical analysis is to teach you what is the market thinking? The whole the whole thing boils back down to sentiment because if everybody's scared, they're going to sell. If everybody's excited, they're going to buy. With that information, you can make profitable trades. That's why this indicator is important, and the fact that it is uptrending combined with everything else we're talking about is a very good thing. But there's a few more things I want to dive into, and I actually want to show you something that we talked about on Around the Blockchain yesterday. I'm actually showing it right here. I'm showing a clip from them. 
This is what is known as the Bitcoin stock to flow deflection chart. Now I was asked about this. I didn't have as much time to go into as much detail on the show yesterday as I would like to, but this is actually a very, very important chart for Bitcoin. Why? Well, you guys may have heard about Bitcoin stock to flow. We actually have a video coming out to CT2A relatively soon on the stock to flow ratio. I think I'm recording that this Friday, actually. I don't remember what the calendar says, but this is a uh, model that is set up by a pseudonymous trader and investor in crypto named Plan B. And Plan B basically believes that the stock to flow ratio will predict the future price action of Bitcoin. Essentially what all of that means, the stock to flow ratio is this. My dad was asking me about what stock to flow is yesterday. Stock to flow is quite simply the ratio of how much an how much of an asset is in existence, in existence versus how much of the asset is being produced every year. So it's measured yearly. Uh, it's measured from a year of data, excuse me. So for example, if there's 100 units of gold in existence and there's one unit of gold being made every single year, then the stock to flow ratio would be 100 because it takes 100 years at the current flow to replace the current stock. The flow is the increase per year uh, per annum. The stock is the amount in existence. So it's a very important metric because it gives us insight into how scarce something is. The reason gold is valuable is not just because it's scarce, it's because it stays scarce. The amount of gold that is produced is very low. Its stock to flow ratio is very high. Therefore, it has the ability to maintain its value into the distant future. The lower, uh, excuse me, the higher the stock to flow ratio is, the longer it takes to reproduce current stocks with current flows, the more valuable something is as a store of value. And in fact, Bitcoin is one of the highest stock to flow ratio assets in existence with mass adoption or even somewhat major adoption like we see here. The reason that this chart is so important is because essentially what this stock-to-flow deflection chart is showing is the difference between what stock-to-flow is predicting, which is this line right here, and what the price of Bitcoin actually is. You see that we are incredibly far below the mid-level here. This mid-level right here is where stock-to-flow is predicting that Bitcoin should be. Instead, uh, we see that we are very far below that prediction. We can even see that right over here. If I zoom in, you can tell Bitcoin is quite far below the stock-to-flow prediction. Right now, stock-to-flow is predicting predicting $97,000 and Bitcoin is at $38,000. So the deflection is major here. And in fact, we've just bounced off of a historical downtrend with five bottoms that they so lovingly uh, put up for us on around the blockchain yesterday. The reason that this is important is twofold. Let's go back to full screen. We'll discuss this. Uh, number one, stock to flow model. The stock to flow model is as we move into the future, going to predict higher valuations for Bitcoin than are realistically going to happen. If we look at this chart, let's jump back onto this really quickly. If we look at this chart and we zoom out far enough, eventually it will be predicting a multi, multi, multi million dollar Bitcoin in the distant future. Now, it's not predicting it that far out, but roughly every four years, the stock to flow ratio gets cut in half and the prediction is increased by an order of magnitude. So times 10. If you extrapolate this out into the mid 2030s, it's predicting $100 million Bitcoin. I don't think $100 million Bitcoin based on today's US dollars is going yeah. to happen. I think it's incredibly unlikely. Stock to flow will not always well, be very accurate. The one thing that would make it happen is the US dollar. US dollar absolutely gets absolutely inflated. Poop. If and it gets massively inflated, yes, yeah. but the stock to flow ratio yeah. is not really taking into account US yes, dollars, yeah. uh, which Tim knows that, obviously. But the, the point is here is that uh, stock to flow is not always going to be accurate. However, this downtrend right here of support is very interesting. And I didn't know this downtrend existed until I saw this on the show yesterday. And I don't know if the camera was on me, but I went... Wow, because this is really important. Whenever we see a buy signal like this, notice what happened here. When we saw this buy signal here in mid-2015, the 2016-17 bull market kicked off. When we saw Bitcoin go into corrections here in 2017 two times, and we hit this downtrend, guess what? The bull market kicked off. When we saw it hit this level back over here in mid-2012, guess what? A bull market kicked off. Guess what I am predicting is going to happen in the next six months? A bull market is going to resume, and we're going to see major uptrends. I disagree with Ben that we're going to be ending the bull market market in mid-September, I think we're going to continue. And this is one of the reasons why I believe that. Tim, I'd love to hear your take on this. What do you think of stock to flow? And should we be taking this as one of the biggest buy signals in Bitcoin right now? Well, I mean, I think there's a couple reasons why we're going to see a rally here. And, and again, we're, we're just scratching the surface on all those reasons. But as far as stock to flow, I remember when someone said, oh, we're falling off track. I was looking at it and I was like, don't me wrong. You know, yes, we're falling off track, but there's been several times we're way ahead of schedule and then we fall behind schedule and then we go back. It, it's not like we're going to follow that line perfectly. No. So when people were freaking out here, I don't know, about a month ago, I think it's when they were really like, oh, no, we fell off of plan B stock to flow ratio. Yeah. I'm like, did we really though? Like, well, and the, and the other thing is, too, that... Uh, 
stock to flow is a pretty good indicator of what you might call intrinsic value. I did a video for for the uh, for our for our courses uh, yesterday called um, uh, intrinsic value. It's one of the introductory videos that we're going to be launching in the future. Uh, it's a really important concept. This idea of intrinsic value of understanding what should Bitcoin be worth. It's not really mm-hmm. something that can be measured, but frankly, stock to flow ratio might be one of the closest real metrics to that intrinsic value possible. Yeah. Whenever you go really far below the intrinsic value, you're getting overextended to the the downside you're being oversold when mm. we're this far below stock to flow right now we're sitting at 38 percent of where we should be that's just an indicator that we need to go up and big yes. time yeah but i also did really like you know for those who didn't see around the blockchain last night i really liked when you were talking about and, and you kind of just referenced it right there why the heck did a noise just happen to my computer Damn. you got an outlook email that's okay that's fun Oof. uh our team's emailing us uh this is not something we can keep up for forever. No, you know, absolutely this is, not. This is something that will, and you, know, you just referenced it. But again, I, I, for the first time heard you talk about that, I don't know if I've heard anyone else really discuss that concept of like, man, there is going to become a point where we can yeah. no longer rely on this. But I don't think that day is today. I don't think it's today. Yeah. I think it's, and, and frankly, uh, Stock to Flow is predicting a million three hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin in the next five or six years. That is quite frankly, very possible. This bull market mm. is predicting $130,000 Bitcoin up until the next halving event where it starts going up again. When's I think the next halving event? Uh, 2024. Okay. So we're about 600 days out from the previous halving. That happened in gotcha. April of last year or whatever. I forget when exactly it happened. It happened a little over a year ago. Um, Stock to flow, I think, is going to be followed. And in fact, I think we're going to go well above 100K in the next four years. I don't know if we're going to go to a million three hundred thousand this decade, but that is very much in the cards. I'm not making that prediction because I don't have the information well enough to be able to predict 10 years into the future. But it is very much in the cards and we shouldn't discount that. It's when we start getting to 15 million dollar predictions in the next 10 years where I'm like, "Ah, I'm a little skeptical. Yeah, that's a hard one. So stock to flow is still going to be relevant for the next five years, at least, I would say. And and even we saw when Bitcoin pulled back to twenty eight thousand seven hundred dollars. Plan B, who created Stock to Flow, was adamant. He was like, no, guys, Bitcoin is going to 100K by the end of this year. He's convinced of it. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely convinced of it. And I see why. Based on everything we're looking at, I frankly think I agree with him. Anyway, what do you think about all that, Tim? Yeah, again, that, uh, I think I think that, that everything you just said was was dead on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, One of my thoughts is when people make these out, I think we talked about this yesterday, when people make these outrageous predictions, I would love to know. They're getting some form of evidence to make these predictions, but like it's almost like they're not taking any worst case scenario into into account like they're not they're not accounting for anything like they're not accounting for what regulation might look like they're not yeah. accounting for major backlash they're not accounting for any like that's why like sometimes i think people think that we're like pessimists or think that like we don't uh, like bitcoin it's like no i would love for in the next 10 years for it to be 15 million dollars i'd be very it's, happy it's just the likelihood of it like we just even this year we were talking about some people were saying oh we're gonna hit 500,000 by the end of the year i don't know if anyone's singing that song anymore no no, uh, hell no. but it was because people were saying hey if nothing bad happens bitcoin's on track to get all the, and it's like okay well bad things happen so. if bitcoin went to 15 million dollars we'd be worth hundreds of millions of dollars i would love it we would be yeah, very I, very wealthy yeah yeah that so, like a lot <laughs> what was that nothing, was that a, a snake, galapagos tortoise thing Nothing, nothing. I didn't do anything. <laughs> you didn't do anything? Smay, where should people go to learn more about cryptocurrency technical analysis? Um, um. Over here? Over to me? He's pointing at me. He's co- Okay. So, where you should go to learn cryptocurrency technical analysis is none other than the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. Why should you do that? Over the last three years, I have taught over 5,000 people how to do technical analysis, and here's why you should be interested in this. I've been working in the cryptocurrency space for over four years now. My fourth birthday in crypto was five days ago, and in that time, I have spent thousands of hours teaching myself cryptocurrency. I've been learning from great teachers, and I've also just been using the good old Google as a lot of you guys do. But here's the problem with that method. The What I learned when I started getting into cryptocurrency is that there's a very big value in education. You know, here at our company, one of the things that we're trying to do is we're trying to revolutionize the way that education is done. But what we're not trying to do is discount the importance of education. I think the education system in America and in the first world is completely broken and backwards and doesn't have our best interest at heart. We're trying to revolutionize education and finance at the exact same time. That's why you should be interested in what we're doing here. But what I learned is that while the education system is broken, the the purpose of having a teacher and a mentor is not. How difficult would it be for you to teach yourself algebra? How difficult 
difficult would it be for you to teach yourself calculus or some other kind of uh, very, very complex um, type of study, such as trigonometry or astrophysics? How hard is that? How hard is it to teach yourself violin? I'm a self-taught violinist, and I can tell you right now, I've been playing violin for five years. If I was in a room with somebody that's been being trained for six months, they would have me beat left, right, and sideways. And the reason is, is because they've been taught by someone that knows what they're doing. There are 8,760 hours in a year. I've probably spent 5,000 hours in the last four years learning technical analysis. That's on top of work, school, everything. It took a long time. The reason that we created the CT2A and the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy is because I wanted to expedite that journey for you. If you work 10 bucks an hour at McDonald's for 5,000 hours, you'd make $50,000. That's how much time I spent trying to teach myself this stuff. I would have saved myself so much time with the kind of product that we have right now. So if you want to learn technical analysis, CT2A is the one-stop shop to do it. Ask our people in chat what they think about it, and they'll give you a God's honest testimony. You've been going through C2A, right, Tim? Yeah, I have. It's phenomenal. Uh, again, so I, I've gone through, I think, I don't know if I've gone through every single video three times now, but a lot of them I have, and it's it's been very, very helpful just yeah. even understanding. I would say, you know, we're going to even add videos to that. That's one of the things I do going through is I, I go through and I'm like, hey, Jeb, let's add this type of video. Yeah. Let's do this. Like some of these new videos coming out were like, hey, I noticed we don't have anything teaching this. Let's go teach that. And there's going to be more of those coming. Like, oh, we're going to yeah. expand. we got a lot of stuff even coming. To, like, we've, had, we've had some people comment in this thing like, oh, like uh, this seems great. It just seems a little bit over my head. Like I don't think I understand the basics enough yep. to understand what's happening. So we're going to be working on videos to teach some new concepts Absolutely. that just if you're new to crypto, you're going to be able to actually integrate into it and understand what is happening. I saw a chat even here. Someone said, I don't understand what's being said right now. I don't speak this language. Mm -hmm. Crypto, I, I feel you. Five yeah, months ago, real. six months ago, se I, was it seven months ago, I guess, is when I got here. I can't believe it's been that long. I remember watching Jeff's video saying like, what the heck? He sounds saying? awesome. I don't know what's being said. Manny, we were talking with Manny yesterday, our CFO. Uh, we need to get him. We got to teach we him get crypto. Because yeah. like, we're talking about stuff. He's like, I don't care. Like, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Let's yep. just move on. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. Okay. No, that's one of the big, that's one of our big <laughs> missions here. Is it, It's our mission statement at McAfee Media, the company that builds this channel and all the products that we offer. Um, it's our mission statement to help people take back control of the destiny that was stolen from them. That is what we are trying to do. Your destiny was stolen from you by someone called the devil, and it was also stolen from you by financial institutions and by the education system and by a corrupt U.S. dollar and government behind it and a lot of things. And it's our mission in life and in this business to help give you control of that back. If that's something you can get behind, smash. Yeah. that like button. Let's see if we can't get to a thousand likes. But we have some interesting news coming out of the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission we need to talk about. So let's go ahead and jump on to my screen. This article is coming out of Coindesk. SEC Chairman Gensler agrees with predecessor. Every ICO is a security. Now, I'm going to reserve my opinions for this until the end, but I will go ahead and read all of this because I have some very um, I have some very interesting opinions on this that you may or may not yeah. like. Gensler said he believes crypto trading platforms might already have securities listed. U.S. Securities and Exchange Commissioner Chairman Gary Gensler said he believes the vast majority of crypto tokens and initial coin offerings violate U.S. securities law. In a speech in the Aspen Security Forum on Tuesday, Gary said he agrees with Jay Clayton, his predecessor at the SEC, who once famously said that in his view, every ICO I've seen is a security. Generally, folks buying these tokens are anticipating profits, and there's a small number of entrepreneurs and technologists standing up and nurturing the projects, Gindler said in prepared remarks. I believe we have a crypto market now where many tokens may have been unregistered securities or may be unregistered securities without required disclosures or market oversight. Gensler reiterated earlier comments that stock tokens and stable value tokens backed by securities qualify as securities in his view, meaning they must be registered and their issuers must be abiding by existing federal law. A typical trading platform has more than 50 tokens on it. In fact, many have well in excess of 100 tokens. While each token's legal status depends on its own facts and circumstances, the probability is quite remote that with 50 or 100 tokens, any given platform has zero securities, said Gensler. Gensler also briefly hinted at how his agency might approach exchange traded funds, ETFs, more than a dozen industry participants have filed applications to launch a Bitcoin ETF over the past year. It's been in the news for the last four years. Everybody wants an ETF. I think it's overhyped. We'll talk about that in a future video, though. Gensler noted that investment vehicles with exposure to crypto, including mutual funds, already exist. While Gensler didn't comment on the proposals themselves, he called out the importance of having investment investor protections codified into law. Given these important protections, I look forward to the staff's review of such filings, particularly if those are limited to the CME traded Bitcoin futures, he said, referring 
referring to the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. That's the end of the article. Before I give my take, because Tim has no idea what I think about this, what do you think about this, Tim? I want to hear what you think. Yeah, I was reading this article this morning. I, I don't know exactly what to think because because he didn't go after anything individually. He, you know, I, the statement. I don't know if I read the same article that you just read, but pretty much he was saying, "What are the odds that these exchanges would that have like between fifty to one hundred projects on them? Not one of them is a security. Yeah, he's not great. He didn't actually go after any individual." Project he went after, he, but he did say like pretty much every single exchange most likely is is a security or yeah. at least using it as security. <laughs> did you ask what I think that you're going to think about this? No, no, no. What do you think? I don't. No, no. no. I what I think is this is again. I think somebody who his. I mean his. Jo- it's almost like his job is to think that there are securities. Oh, and yeah. everything. He is the he is the chairman uh, of the SEC. Yeah, he's he's his job is to look for the boogeyman. So mm-hmm. he's finding the boogeyman wherever he looks. It's true. Uh, I don't know. I, I that this one I'm gonna say I don't know. Yeah, I kind of. To be to be fair, guys, I kind of put you in a sticky situation because yeah. I'll be honest with you. The first two years I was in crypto, I didn't know what the hell a security was. So that's on me. I'm learning. I, I understand the definition of a security. I yeah. don't know how to fully pinpoint. I got you. Like like for me, yeah. like I'm looking at like XRP and I, and I I'm understanding what the accusation against XRP mm-hmm. was, but I'm not fully understanding why. Yeah, it was there. So. Right. So let's go ahead and I actually want to read a definition of a security because, like I said, this is something that I was very confused about for a long time. These financial instruments and terms can be very confusing and if they're not explained clearly it doesn't really help if I'm talking about whether or not an ICO is a security or not if you don't have a good understanding of what a security is. So let's read on from Investopedia right here. What is a security? The term security refers to a fungible, negotiable financial instrument. I'll come back to fungible and negotiable and explain what that means. That typically holds some form of monetary value. You know what monetary value means? It just means it well, duh, it has value. It represents an ownership position in a publicly traded corporation via a stock, a credit or relationship with a governmental body, or a corporation represented by owning that entity's bond or rights to ownership as represented by an option. So let's break all this down because I'll just go ahead and say it. I think Gary's right. It's not going to be popular. I'm going to explain why, but I think he's right on this ICO stuff, and I've been saying it for a couple of years. I haven't mentioned it recently, so you might not know that's my take, but let me explain why. Essentially, what a security is, let's break this down line by line, refers to a fungible. Fungible basically means that it is transactable. I'll go ahead and read directly from Investopedia on what their ability, on, on what their definition of it is. Fungibility is the ability for a good or asset, like Bitcoin or an ICO, to be interchanged with other individual goods or assets of the same type. So in essence, the U.S. dollar is fungible because you could exchange it for uh, goods or services. You could exchange it for British pounds, something like that. It basically just means this is the foundational thing. This is something that can be transacted. Negotiable means that it can be argued with. It can be done on exchange. You can make money with it. There's different things that you can do with it. So that's what we mean by negotiable. Financial instrument just means that it is created by someone for the purposes of uh, storing value or uh, ascribing value to something that is layered on top of it. Now, this is where it gets interesting. It represents an ownership position in a publicly traded corporation via a stock. Now, this definition is not taking into account cryptocurrency because cryptocurrency is so new. Securities can be cryptocurrencies and cryptocurrencies can be securities. The way that you define if something is a security is by running it through something called the Howey test that was established in the 1930s, I think, in a Supreme Court case. I can't get into all of that in today's video, but what I can do is I can break down what a security is and whether or not uh, Gary Gensler is right here. A creditor relationship with governmental body or a corporation represented by owning that entity's body bond or rights to ownership as represented by an option. Key takeaways. There are three primary types of securities. Equity, which provides ownership rights to holders. So for example, I own 100% of our company. If I was to sell 10% of my company to uh, Tim over here, he would be owning a security. He'd be owning stock in this company and that would be technically a security in the form of an equity investment. Debt, especially loans repaid with periodic payments and hybrids, which combine aspects of debt and equity. Public sales of securities are regulated by the SEC. That's why Gary Gensler is over this. Self-regulatory, that's not really important for this. Uh, This is the key takeaway right here that I want to really dive into. Securities are fungible and tradable financial uh, instruments used to raise capital in public and private markets. That's the thing. Why does Robinhood or Coinbase or Amazon or Apple or any of these companies go public? Whenever you go public, what you're doing is you're selling ownership of the company on a stock market. If I were to go public with our company, which we're nowhere near the size to 
go public. But if we were to go public on a stock market and people were trading our stock back and forth, why would I do that as an owner? The reason I would do that is because I am putting stock out into the market, hoping to raise capital so that I can build a bigger business. I'm a business owner. That sounds great. If I could start selling uh, stock to build a bigger business and I'm not worried about giving away ownership in the company, that's all fine and dandy. The problem comes is that whenever you're selling ownership in something to raise capital, the point is raising capital for uh, some kind of business endeavor, that is called a security. And it needs to be regulated through the Securities and Exchange Commission for the sake of investor protection. That's the way it's set up in every single developed nation in the entire world. So we can argue whether or not that regulation is right or not, but we can't argue whether or not it exists. It is there and it is law. Now, the reason that I say that I actually probably agree with it. Now, I'm not a securities lawyer. This has not gone to the Supreme Court. This is not been codified, so I am simply stating an opinion. This is not a fact, and I could be very much wrong. ICOs, initial coin offerings, are designed for the purpose of selling the token, which you can look at as a fraction of the ownership of the project from the people creating the token for the sake of raising capital for development of the token. It sounds a whole lot like what we just said here. The reason I broke all this down is because I don't want to make an opinion and then you not know why I'm uh, why I'm stating this. Gary Gensler, as far as the ICO thing is concerned, very well may be right. And that's why XRP was going to the Supreme Court and uh, not going to the Supreme Court, going in front of the SEC, why they're having all these debates. XRP seems like it's not being deemed that. And actually, I think I agree with that. Here's the thing. This is a case-by-case basis thing. Every single ICO technically needs to be checked by the SEC. Uh, Not needs to be checked. I think the SEC is a joke, but probably will be checked by the SEC to see if it's some kind of security because they're raising capital for a project which represents ownership in the project. So as unpopular as it might be, Gary Gensler might be right here. So that's my take. I would love to see what Chad is saying about that because I am sure I am getting some hate from that one. (laughs) No, I I don't actually – I think a lot of people actually agree with you – there was somebody who said they don't really mind, and I'm kind of in the same boat because you know reading the article. Ultimately, that was what Gary Gensler was talking about. He yeah. he, he wants to protect. Yes, I I also agree with you. The SEC is a joke, but not every single person in there is just absolutely oh sure you know, yeah. evil. It, he but there's a I, I can't even scroll to find it. It was a while ago, but they said oh no no it's right here. Michael P said I don't mind regulation so long as the goal is just structure and protection, not stamping the sector out of existence. It needs to be handled correctly. Absolutely, I'm in agreement with that. Like yeah. if it, it is true, I mean. So my minor understanding of what securities are Mm -hmm. and the reason why the SEC goes after things that they think might be illegal securities, let's say nine out of ten of them are are solid and they're not going to cheat your money. But one of those ten or let's even say one out of the 100, one out of 100 are going to cheat you and, and blow your money and lose it. I understand why the SEC wants to yeah. protect people from that. Now, And there's it, been a lot of scams in the ICO space. Yeah. You just got to be honest. Yes. So it, it's one of those things I fully understand, and, and I want to see what the regulation looks like mm-hmm. as it plays out. Yeah. Uh, and but, by the way, yeah. guys, we I, I, I can't speak for Tim, but I love ICOs. I think the concept of an ICO is a great thing. The problem is, because there is no regulatory structure around what we're doing here in crypto, <laughs> there are a lot of big problems in crypto like scams. It is prevalent in crypto. And by the way, somebody just asked, how can you say the SEC is a joke and then agree with Gary Gensler? You don't have to agree or disagree with everything that ever came out of someone's mouth. Like, I can I can yeah, think the SEC is no. a joke and then also agree with Gary Gensler. Those two things are not contradictory of each other. And here's the other thing that you guys need to know in case you didn't. The uh, Bitcoin is not a security. That's already been confirmed, so don't worry about Bitcoin if you're holding Bitcoin. Uh, number two, Ethereum is not technically confirmed. It's not a security. I've looked very much into it. There seems to be a consensus among the U.S federal government that ethereum is not a security i completely agree ethereum is in no way shape or form a security cardano same thing does not look like it's a security most of what gary gensler is talking about here are specifically icos and also the other thing is if some kind of ico is deemed a security it doesn't mean it's going to lose all its value all it means Mm. is that the creators of the ico if there is unfortunately still some kind of centralized control over the cryptocurrency need to register with the securities and exchange commission it doesn't mean it's the end of the crypto it just means there's a certain regulatory framework works that need to be followed. What are you laughing at, May? Uh, the comment from Bullish Charles Merlin. That was great. <laughs> no. Don't read it out loud. I would say I'm not going to read it out loud. That's hilarious. pretty funny. That's great. Uh, There's some roasts that go on on ATB. People pull out all the stops on that show. So, guys, that's my take on Gary Gensler. Look, I don't think that this is really a very bad thing for crypto. And quite frankly... The U.S. federal government and most governments around the world are complete jokes, and they are so far behind the eight ball, it's not even funny. There is... 
they're like 10 years behind guys a lot of these a lot of these institutions like the sec are um they're so far behind and we need to keep that in mind so they're going to start catching up and we need to be aware of that we shouldn't just be against regulation we shouldn't also however kowtow to governments and allow them to regulate us however we want because we should have the power not the government. I don't take left or right political stances on this channel because, frankly, I could care less about that. I just love crypto. But you guys do know I'm a pretty libertarian guy. I want the power to be in our hands because I think it's best served. Uh, we're best able to serve ourselves. And I think that regulation can coexist with that. I think it will coexist with that. I don't think we have a choice in that, and I think it will be a good thing, but we do want to make sure that we are staying informed. What does need to be regulated is the fact that we have 2,800 uh, viewers with only yes. 976 yes. likes. Yes, we're going to have to take this uh, to the Supreme Court, guys. We need to regulate guys. that. It yep. uh, needs to be higher. We need to have 1,200, 1,300 likes before the stream's over. I mean, if we have 2,800, I, I would say at least 14. I agree, actually. I think we can get 1,400 likes. we got 2,800 people Smay, watching. what are you... Like the stream! Nice. I also enjoyed your comment that uh, turtles have been confirmed. They are not securities. Okay. So, I, w I was worried about the turtles. Yeah, the SEC is not going after turtles. Okay. So, no, we have some super chats that we should get through okay. because yesterday we ran long because we had a boatload of them. We uh, did. Gosh. Smay, are you in the super chats thing typing comments? No. I don't believe that's true. I'm, I, I'm, Eric Liddell said, do you feel quantum computing is a threat to blockchain tech? This is a good question and one that I've been asked several times. Do I think quantum computing is a threat to blockchain tech? I don't think so. And here's the reason. Quantum computing represents a literal quantum leap in computing power. However, right now, and by the way, you guys might not know this. Before I decided to go into cryptocurrency, I was going to go into astrophysics. I studied astrophysics and taught myself a lot about it in eight years. And by the way, what I was saying earlier, I would have learned everything I know about astrophysics in a year of being taught by someone who actually knew what they were doing. But mm -hmm. I did learn a lot about it. And in doing so, I learned a lot about quantum mechanics. I studied the history of it back in the 30s and with what Albert Einstein thought about it and the team that used a radio telescope. And I thought it was like, I can go into it all day long. I understand the way quantum computers work with qubits and everything and having to keep it at negative 250 degree uh, Celsius and everything. Quantum computing is not a threat to crypto, in my opinion. Now, here's why. Number one, the vast majority of crypto nowadays is actually built on proof of stake, which quantum computing has no attack, no avenue of attacking on. Number two, proof of work is an auto-regulating system, which we're actually going to look at the hash rate here in a second because it's gone up quite a bit. If quantum computers start coming online in a big way, which they are getting close, the difficulty algorithm in cryptocurrency can be adjusted. And the other thing is this, Bitcoin can be updated. You need 90% of the miners to agree. You can't get 90% of people to agree the sky's blue, but you could get 90% of the miners to agree that instead of using SHA-256, we need to move to something like SHA-384, I think is the next one up, or SHA-512, and harden the encryption on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies to adjust to that quantum leap in computing power. I don't think it's going to be a big threat. It might be a big threat to Bitcoin, but I don't think it'd be a big threat to Ethereum, because mm. hopefully by the time that becomes an issue, ETH 2.0 is coming out. Knock on wood, we'll see what happens, but... I don't think it's going to be the end of crypto or anything. I think it is overhyped because it makes good. It makes a good title whenever you say the end of Bitcoin is nigh. There's a new computer coming out that's going to absolutely destroy it. Yeah. You know, so. All right. <coughs> Moving on. Matt C. said, I loved your banter with Ben yesterday. Having contrarian view is so important to get a wider range understanding I love. of the space overall. And Matt C. joined the train free Smay. Smay's not captive. Smay's not captive. He is free. Smay is free. He's the freest of us all. He I think. is. Well, he's the one that has control over the stream. We're the ones that are captive. We're the ones yeah, that are in he his literally, he, For all we know, none of this is actually making it to you. He's been muting us the whole time. Yeah, no, that's true. We could literally be sitting here not getting anything across. Yeah. As far as the banter thing with Ben yesterday. I love whenever Ben and I disagree because it, it, it goes to fighting words so quick and it's just so enjoyable. I just love arguing with him. I don't know why. He's just a very enjoy... You know, I used to love arguing. I was... Tim went to nationals for debate, I think. Yeah. Na Tim went to nationals for debate. Very good at debate. I went to a high school with... 300 people that disagree with me politically. So I kind of went to a competition also. Literally every day I was debating somebody. I love arguing. I realized I don't really like arguing about two years ago when I started coming to this guy, but Ben is one person I do love arguing with. He's fun to argue with. Anyway. Alright, moving forward. We got 4 by Grace said, ETH four hour bearish and bullish divergence at the same time. That happens. Yeah, that can yeah. happen. And so what you need to do in that case is that if two indicators that are the same cancel each other out, frankly... I would kind of throw both of them out the window. Um, it's like 
matter and antimatter come together, boom, they release impure energy. There's a lot of volatility in Ethereum right now. When you see bullish and bearish RSI diversions at the same time, it's going to result in volatility. But you're not really going to get a great signal out of that. Also, I mean, it wasn't delayed. Today is the, the release of EIP-1559. It's the yes, start of it, correct? I believe so. Is there anything? I noticed there's a massive, we didn't do Ethereum TA today, but there's a massive green candle on the four-hourly chart. Is there? Yes. Yep. There, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's back up to 2619. I don't so. know. Has he? I, to be honest with you, I had so much stuff going on this morning before the stream started. I don't even know if it went through. It should have. Can you guys check that and tell us in the chat? I will look into that after the stream. I'm planning on making a video on it as soon as it goes down, uh, as soon as it uh, happens. I mean, today, today is the day it was supposed to be launching, so, uh, and I didn't yeah. see any articles saying, oh, actually, we're delaying that one again, which it wouldn't be out of, it wouldn't, it wouldn't not make sense if Ethereum delayed it again. Yeah, no, it would be, it would be, but I didn't see it. It'd be on brand. <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and answer the rest of these. Yes, we got one from Jibai, Knight, Ozzy, Todd. I don't even know what to think about this one. I realized why I think Tim is so sexy. He looks like he looks just like one of my favorite baseball players, George Springer, but with a beard. What is? Yeah, you put that one in there. Come on, silly goose. No, I saw that. No, that's I'm Jeb. I'm not Ozzy Todd. Like, no, that's a no, that's a real super chat. I see it. I've, we didn't I've, put anything in there, Smay. Don't do that. Don't, Smay, don't don't lead people to believe we're making up super chats. We got enough I people swear. that think that already. I, I'm starting to think about putting Smay in captivity. <laughs> Let's do it. I, I you know. Gosh, who is wait, who is George Springer? I'm actually curious now. For legal reasons, that's a joke, by the way. Oh, true. <laughs> Sometimes I forget that you have to follow laws. Yeah, I don't feel like I look like this For legal all. reasons, that's a joke. Also, did yeah. anybody get the reference I just said? Drop a one oh in chat God. if you know where that's from. Please tell me you do. I don't think. I don't. I don't know. Let me know in chat. Look up George. I'm assuming it's the guy that played for the Astros. And there's a picture on the Blue Jays as well. Frankly, I thought he was talking about the dude that runs this that crazy dude, TV show. I could be wrong. I don't feel like that that's does what not I, look like. I you. don't think that that, that looks look like, like me. I'm sorry, Aussie Todd. I. I don't know. That's no. Um, all right, moving forward. John Fennell says, I like turtles. Yeah. I like turtles. Me too. Gosh darn it, turtles. Like turtles. Jim Thrower said nine ninety nine. He gave nine ninety nine for the Turtle King's lunch only hashtag. Oh my God. That's funny. There you go. He got a small cult following going on. You just here. paid like his monthly wage. You know, oh we pay gosh. him next to nothing. We, he actually he does volunteer work for us. Yeah. Notice he didn't say for legal reasons that's a joke because it's true. For legal reasons that's no, a joke. No, no. For legal reasons that's a joke. Oh my goodness. All right, guys, we got one more thing I want to go over here before we wrap it out. I want to look at the total hash rate, so we can jump onto my screen here. Bitcoin had a massive dump in hash rate. That is the amount of computing power that is being used to mine the Bitcoin blockchain. We saw it jump off a cliff. It dived by half in the span of a month. That's because all the miners in China got shut down, which made up like half of the Bitcoin miners in existence, and they're all moving from east to west now. A lot of them are coming to America. Some of them are going to Eastern Europe. Some of them are going into the stands over in um, Central Asia. But we're seeing those miners start to come back online. We're seeing this market, uh, this trend right here, rally from 84 million terahash all the way up to 110 million terahash. And we can also see, if I find it right over here, the network difficulty has also jumped. This happened a few days ago. I meant to talk about it, but we got uh, talking about some other stuff. The network difficulty on Bitcoin jumped for the first time ever since May from 1.13 uh, trillion all the way up to where it sits right now at 14.5 trillion. So this is a pretty big deal. And the reason that this is a pretty big deal is because the the price of Bitcoin many times is connected to the hash rate, and the farther up the hash rate goes, the farther up the price goes. So this is the final fundamental and on-chain analytic that I wanted to bring to your attention. What's so funny, Tim? I, I'm Smay. Smay is funny. What is Smay doing? For what is Smay not doing is a better question. That's a good point. Like I, I like <laughs> just the absolute chaos he puts Smay in chat. Is, Smay is a chaotic neutral. That's what he is. Oh my gosh. That was a nerdy reference. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Well, let's read the rest of these Super Chats. And yeah, then... I think we have one more. We have one more, yeah. Yeah, Trust Trustalize says, why don't you agree with Ben on September being the bear market beginning? Wait, beginning? I thought he said that was the end. I uh, think people will... Oh, the bear market beginning. Okay, got it. Think people will large... Think people with large audiences can create a bear market with their words. Yes, but not Ben. I was going to say, not respectfully to Ben, I don't think he has enough influence to start a bear market, and I don't think he would claim that. Yeah, I don't think he wants he, to. He, he doesn't that. want that, no. Also, he, uh, is there any YouTuber that would, like, and I'm crypto YouTuber, obviously there are massive YouTubers out there, but I don't yeah. think there's a single crypto, because Ben, at the moment, there's one larger He's YouTuber. He's basically but, the biggest. He's like yeah. the second biggest. Yeah, no, um, no, I don't, I don't think he... 
people with larger audiences are big enough to create bear markets with their words. What I do think is that they're big enough um, to sway public opinion, which is important. And I mean, like Ben, for example, and we've been preaching the exact same thing too. hold on to your Bitcoin and don't sell it for nothing. We've both been preaching that. We're both right. Hold on to your Bitcoin. You're going to be glad you did. As far as uh, me not agreeing with him on that, we talked about it yesterday on stream. You guys saw us get into a little tiff about that. But the reason I don't agree with him on that is because he's basing that take that it's going to be ending at the end of September on the um, time since the last halving event. I think the end of September is like 640 days from the previous halving. There's a cycle in the history of crypto where Bitcoin will uh, begin, a, uh, begin a bear market and end a bull market a certain number of days after a having event. The problem is there's only been two having events in the history of crypto. I'm sorry, there's been three of having events in the history of crypto. There's only been two that we have that data on. The third one happened and we're still in a bull market. Um, we only have two data points there. And there's a lot more that goes on that drives price action than just the amount of supply in Bitcoin, such as the altcoin space, such as adoption, such as this, that, and the other. I can go into it all day long. So I disagree with Ben on that. He mm -hmm. would say, yeah, but Jeb, the entire reason people buy Bitcoin is because of the limited supply. So when there's a change in the supply, it's going to have an impact. I would say to that, that doesn't necessarily mean that the bear market is going to come. That means that when a having event comes, a bull market will start, which I totally agree with. We've seen that happen many times. I don't know that we can count the number of days since the previous having and say a bear market is going to start. I just don't think that's right. I think we're going to continue to be bullish for the rest of the year. But it's good that we have different opinions on that so yeah. you guys can get both sides. And that's something that uh, I'm very thankful for. We got some uh, donate, uh, not donations, sorry. We have to go over our uh, price predictions. Yes, we do have to go over price predictions uh, because we did not do that yesterday and mm -hmm. so we apologize because the predictions are on uh, what we have for this Friday those of you who are new to the channel every single Monday we predict where we think Bitcoin Ethereum and Cardano will be on Friday at 930 a.m. and it's actually a pretty interesting race uh, sucks for me due to the price happening here but it's okay uh, Bitcoin predictions Jeb came in at the lowest prediction at 41,500 so he is in the lead to be fair I think he's in the lead on everything but Cardano where Smay is the lowest uh, I had a prediction of 42,000 42, and Smay's was 43,532 so pretty much I have a $1,000 window to win that one uh, we will see. You know, I still like my prediction. It's it's gonna be close. It the question is if it's gonna be close enough. Uh, Ethereum, Jeb again is the lowest at twenty five eighty. So he is, you know, actually, yeah, okay, he's sitting good right now because it has to get over twenty seven hundred for me to be in the lead on that one because mine is twenty eight hundred and twenty six. Smay is an even three thousand. So again, Jeb's leading nicely right there, but that one's not as close and as comfortable. Uh, that could swing within literally a couple of minutes into my boat. The last one is Cardano, where I'm sitting at the highest at 145, Smay the lowest at $1.39, and Jeb is sandwiched right there in the middle of $1.40, which means he literally has about two and a half cents of wiggle room to win. Uh, so I do beer, not think that Jeb's going to win the Cardano. If he wins Cardano, that'll be impressive. That's a small window. We shall see. But I've had smaller windows. So. That's true. It, yeah, yeah, it's rough. Guys, that's all we got for you today. Before we go, though, there's one thing I want to mention. It is the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. We have over 40 videos in here teaching you everything that you need to know about technical analysis. We've actually got a ton of new videos coming out. VPVR just went up, historical analysis. We have a Bybit tutorial down there for you guys. Head and shoulders pattern, cup and handle, Lux Algo, all kinds of things here that are going to teach you what you need to know about technical analysis. Remember what I said earlier. You can spend thousands of hours Googling questions, but what I am here to do is not to give you a bunch of hidden information. I'm here to teach you based off of my experience because if you have the textbook, that's great, but you need a teacher to teach what the textbook is saying because the thing that I can help you with is I can give you answers to questions that you didn't know that you need to ask. That's one of the biggest things that I struggle with even as a business owner and as a crypto YouTuber and just as a human being is like, okay, I know I need this answer, but I don't know what the question is. That's why we find Jeopardy so interesting, right? Because you're trying to figure out what the question is. One of the biggest hiccups I had in crypto is I didn't even know that I needed to learn certain things. I learned it and I'm like, oh wow, that's really important, but I just stumbled upon it. If I had someone teaching me and telling me, "Hey Jeb, you need to know this," I would have been a mu I would have been much better off, and I would have made it a lot farther, a lot quicker. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to give you those resources and teach you what you need to know, so that you can get up to speed, start doing technical analysis, and start making some money because Bitcoin's about to explode, yeah. and you're not going to want to miss it. And technical analysis is the way that every institution in the world does their trading. Don't miss out. It's the secret they don't want you to know about. Check the link in the description box down below. You know, I'm seeing a lot of. Uh a lot of comments about a, a Smay Saturday video. Smay Saturday. So to know that that is in demand. We could do that. Well, I have, a, I have something I need people to do to prove to us that that's what they want. Okay. I want you guys to go 
to our Instagram page. If you're not a follow, if you're not following or you know, yeah, it's following on Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. Go follow our Instagram page, and then in the last video, I want you to bombard the comments. Do it with Smay Saturday video. Do it uh, because I need to make sure that that's what you guys want. Smay, is that something you'd be willing to do if we have a good response? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you guys know. Go to our Instagram page. What's the? What, it's it's just crypto, at, cri- at crypto jeb. At crypto jeb. Go follow. Yep. Make sure it's not a scam. We're working on getting verified, but there's a link in the description box yes. down below. I believe. Uh, yeah. There should be a link there. Yeah. Go follow. Comment. Bombard. I think Caleb's the one paying attention to all those. So yeah. give Caleb a hard day. Yeah, give Caleb uh, a hard day. <laughs> so Caleb, that's all I got. Yep. Well, guys, that's all I got also. If you enjoyed today's show, make sure to smash that like button, subscribe, because we go live 9.30 Eastern Standard Time every single weekday. We upload seven days a week to bring you the best quality content here in crypto, so make sure you stay tuned for that. We got a lot of great stuff coming out over the next couple of months, guys. We're moving into a new office, a new set, a new studio, new shows here in just under a month. We got great stuff coming out, and you ain't going to want to miss it. I've got a really cool topic that I'm going to be covering in today's afternoon video that I'll be going live 2.30 in about four hours, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Before I go, though, guys, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always, and I will see you guys in the next video. Peace.